Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number five of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I wrote about video games for a very long time. Now I write about Game of Thrones for the Geek Embassy every other week. And uh, it's great. You should check it out. Yes. I got a good idea for my next for my next story. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so that should be cool. I'm joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy, who is kind of head geek at the Geek Embassy. Uh, and they're uh, making a little bit of changes. Do you want to talk bit. about that a little bit? Regina? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I'm doing my best to expand. <laughs> Geek Embassy to be a podcast network, uh, which is partially inspired by none other than Steven Dutzman. So thank you, Steven. You're welcome. <laughs> I made the suggestion that I had an umbrella brand and I should probably do umbrella-y things with it. Um, <laughs> ironic that people in the Pacific Northwest don't use umbrellas, but you know, you have an <laughs> idea of what they are at least. Right. Um, so I'm trying to make the Geek Embassy into a podcast network. Um, in doing that, we're going to have Geeking with the Moms as one of our featured podcasts, Engage Family Gaming um, podcast. I don't know. I got that wrong. It's called Engage, Engage. a Family Gaming Podcast. You Engage. had all the right words just in the right order. In, but, right. <laughs> yes. I was close, um, which I, w- I was actually just working on um, how to get the um, the feeds onto the website. So I had just been working on that. Um, and I am going to... Uh, relaunch or bring back um, my old show, which was called Game on Girl, um, and have it be a show that is focused on gaming interviews with women in the game industry and gender and kind of go back really to my roots and what I've done all of my work all of my life in, which Mm -hmm. is women in technology and gaming. So um, yeah, so that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna do. So we're kind of in the process of putting that all together and Mm -hmm. Isabella bless her, has (laughs) spent the better part of the last week moving all of the Geek Embassy content off the Game on Girl feed and onto its own feed. And so we'll have all of that new information up and running probably in the next week or so. So when this comes out, go go and check. You might actually have both feeds up by that point. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then we're also joined by a resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. He's got three kids. Uh, he just went still. to taxis. Still, <laughs> they're surviving. I noticed your wife posted pictures of them roller skating. Um, yep. Man, I would I would not go roller skating. <laughs> so, roller skating, so, so my wife is a huge fan. Uh-huh. Um, she used to roller skate all the time um, mm-hmm. because she was around back when that was a thing. <laughs> um. Um. Boom. I think. I, wait. Did the kids say burn? Yeah, I think that's what the kids say. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, so she was around back when I was thing. Um, and so they had a boy. It was a Boy Scout activity initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she went with Jake, and Jake wanted to go back and mentioned it in front of Megan, and then Megan wanted to go because she has her own roller skates. And so they went while I, because Evan was at a Boy Scout camp out, and I was at PAX, and so Jenna felt bad that the kids didn't get to do anything fun. So they went roller skating. Cool. And they were very exhausted. And my wife was like, hey, I'm ready to go. And they're like, can we go home? <laughs> so next time I have to go so that when they're done, I can go to the arcade with them. Nice. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of exhausted, I'm exhausted. I finished my dragon eggs. The eggs are done. Wow. How many so, eggs? Uh, 
30, 30, I think. So that's my first question. My second Which, question is, are they going to survive the rain? I hope so. As of right now, it's beautiful out today. It was raining this morning. It's beautiful out right that's now. Really it's fair. beautiful it's yesterday because I took Anna to the zoo yesterday. It was great yesterday. Um, so hopefully things will, will be okay. We haven't had like a ton of like pouring rain lately. It's just been more sprinkles and drizzles. So it snowed this morning in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. New Jersey too. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so hopefully the eggs are not going to be hidden quote unquote until like the last minute, like while people are eating their pizza or whatnot. Um, so that's the hard part. I think so that's done. We're basically got to, um, you know, order food and whatnot. We've got the image that's going to blow on Anna's cake, which is amazing. This person did such a great job of drawing this thing. I'll just show it to you guys. Um, yeah. Afterwards. Um, so we have to get that ordered. And then we're Isaac is having fun with that laser cutter. <laughs> Microsoft man. So we're going to use that to make a board because we're going to play um, in the fire on the dragon. So he's going to laser cut stuff for that. And then once that's done, we're pretty much done. Um, and I just have a couple days to freak out thinking I forgot something. <laughs> Something's not done right. So, <laughs> oh, and this car nonsense. I'm like, of all weeks. Yeah. Of all weeks for this to happen. That's the way it always works. That yeah. little stuff always sneaks up yeah. on you. Anyhow. So, so that's me. I'm actually doing okay. Steven, was at PAX East over the weekend? I was. What did you see at PAX East? Um, you know what? This was actually a relatively quiet PAX mm. um, compared to years past. Um, the biggest booth on the show floor, believe it or not, was World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. Huh. That mm. was like the biggest um, booth there. Um, but... Um, I played, a, I mean, I played a ton of games. I think I had maybe six appointments every day and it was a four day long show. So I, I played a lot. Um, some note, most of them were really cool indie games. Um, mm. most noteworthy, uh, I got to play the messenger, which I think I talked about, uh, when we went over like my, the games that I was excited about out of that Nindy showcase, mm -hmm. um, fun fact that I did not know until I got there, the PR rep representing the messenger is Greg Miller's wife. Oh, um, so I like rolled in. I was like, uh, hey, um, I know who you <laughs> are, but like I tried internally to like not be that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to like disrespect her as a professional and be like, oh, you're Greg Miller's wife. So I waited until the very end to see if they were like if she would like throw up any kind of funny gang signs. And uh, she had one of those pop things on the back of her phone with the kind of funny logo. Uh -huh. And I was like, are you the Genevieve St. Ange and she's like yes pleasure to meet you again and so then we had a whole conversation of uh, where I got to ask super personal questions about Greg Miller and she just told me anything that I wanted to know um, <laughs> um, because she liked me she said that uh, she said on Twitter that I was a charm to work with um, spoken like a true PR person well done um, <laughs> plus one to the score for the messenger um, mm -hmm. so here's the thing I didn't know about that game it's a ninja game um, it, you go from 8-bit to 16-bit. The thing that I didn't know is it is genuinely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, it is super funny. Uh, the shopkeeper is a, kind of a jerk um, and breaks the fourth wall because you buy gear from him. Um, and every time you die, there's a little demon that pops up. 
and just talks crap to you for losing. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, like, and they have apparently like two or 300 different phrases when the game finally launches that it'll use context appropriate for how you die. So it's <laughs> like, you know, you know, a spike a day keeps your spine not okay. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and so I, that was super awesome about the messenger um, that is coming out sometime this year, they have said, uh, but it's not finalized uh, that game, man, it's so good. I'm going to have a preview coming up um, very, very soon uh, on engaged family gaming, but I really am a big fan of it. Cool. Um, it is a ninja game, but it's appropriate for kids. Um, but the best game that I played, and this is probably where I'll leave it off and, you know, because I'm going to go over all of this on my own show rather than boring you two, um, <laughs> is I played a game called Sky Noon. Now, let me tell you about Sky Noon. Um, Sky Noon is a steampunk cowboy game. Okay. It takes uh, place yeah. on a floating island. Think like Columbia from, um, you know, Bioshock. from uh, Bioshock Infinite, but like it's a cowboy town. So there's like the saloon okay. and like whatever. Um, all of your guns are air guns. They do not shoot bullets. They shoot air. And the intention is to knock your opponents off the island. That's oh. it. Um, so it is a shooty, shooty, bang, bang game. However, totally nonviolent because you're shooting your opponents off the map and they just fall until they disappear and then they respawn on it. So, um, but the real cool part is everybody has like this really awesome grappling hook in their other hand. So you don't even have to run. You can just use the grappling hook. It works basically like Batman's grappling hook thing in the movies where he just shoots it. And then it just takes you where you want to go. Um, it's fast. And um, I just killed it. I, Cause I, apparently I was okay. And I played against some people that weren't um, that'll change <laughs> when I play against real people. Um, and uh, it's come, it's PC right now, but they are, hoping that it will come to other consoles at some point. Um, it is really freaking good. It's going to be going into a beta soon. Mm-hmm. Cool. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, and I also, I love the pun because it was sky noon. See what I see what they did there. Cause you're in the yes. sky, but it's like high noon. Cause yeah, you're cowboys. Right. right. It's it pretty good. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> and I wasn't, you don't even, have to keep explaining. <laughs> dad, dad pun. Dad, dad level. Puns. Um, you guys, I mean, you don't even listen to my show because you know I start every episode with a dad joke. Now. Dad joke. It's like yes. literally, I start every episode. Yes. Um, so the uh, so yeah, it was really. Uh, I wasn't even supposed to play that game. I didn't. I saw it and I was like, I just kind of discounted it. But mm-hmm. the PR, I was at another appointment and the PR rep was like, Hey, we have this other game that I think you might dig. And I went and looked at it and I was like, No kidding, this is amazing. So just mm-hmm. goes to show you, sometimes you just got to open your eyes. Um, yep. And I played like a dozen other games, all of which were pretty okay. And I'm going to talk about all of them on the next episode of the uh, in, of my podcast. So, so tune cool. into that if you want to hear about all kinds of wacky indie games. Cool, cool. So not a lot of a uh, big. Yeah, the big stuff was all already announced. Oh, um, okay, yeah. You know, so, but was like, there the, anything playable there? Uh, Detroit Become Human was there. Oh, um, okay. I didn't want to wait in that long line, though. Holy crap. Uh-huh. Uh, Soul Calibur Six was playable. Um, that also had a really big line, which surprised me. Yeah. Um, I got a picture with uh, two of the cosplayers, though, so that was worth it. Um, they had Code Vein, which is uh, a Dark Souls game, but it's like anime vampires. So that was playable. Um, there were a ton of indie games at the uh, PlayStation and Xbox booths. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of the bigger titles were kind of MIA. They had a big mm-hmm. World of Warcraft thing. I skipped out on that. Um, 
because I'm just going to play the real game. Like I really didn't want to wait in line to play a game I could just play. Um, <laughs> um, but they had Dauntless. Have you guys heard of Dauntless? Uh, Dauntless. The only thing that Dauntless uh, rings a bell with me is uh, the dive. It's one of the the yes. of divergent. Yeah, it's is not one, one of those. Oh, okay. No, not one of those. Right. Dauntless. No, I heard of it then. <laughs> so Dauntless is a Monster Hunter. And World of Warcraft jammed together. So it's the community oh. shared world kind of thing of World of Warcraft um, with the monster hunting and the harsh uh, melee combat and demanding combat of uh, Monster Hunter. And I played a VIP demo of that. Um, and actually, they captured footage for me that I'm going to be clipping together and putting it up on my YouTube channel so you can see just how bad I am at games. Um, and the really interesting thing is, uh, I gave them some feedback that it appears that they're going to take to heart because, uh, my only complaint was that there was too much blood, mm. um, blood splatter coming out of the monsters. And I was like, can you turn that off client side? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> good. And so I think they're going to let you turn off blood client side. Um, and yeah. you think, this guy, apparently they had to do it for Germany anyway is what he said. Right. Um, so, which I had never even thought of. So since they already had to do it for Germany, why not just turn on Germany mode? Right. Um, Germany mode. <laughs> so, but that was really neat. Uh, and that was a big one that was playable. Lots of people waiting for that. Realistically though, it was the, it was the smaller games below was there. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to play that. I play, I played that on Thursday before anybody realized that it was there. Cause it was kind of like hidden in a corner. Mm. Um, it was kind of weird. There were really not as many big things. I sat and watched some Hearthstone. Um, I dedicated that Hearthstone time to you, Nicole. Oh, thank you. I was so upset when the tournament wasn't at Bax West. It had been there every year, and then this year it wasn't there. I was like, what? Well, apparently they moved it to Pax East. <laughs> there, was also, there was also a huge EMLS tournament, so it was uh, FIFA. Yeah. Those dudes know how to play some FIFA, yo. <laughs> I was just like, wow. And they get... The, the guy scored a goal, and I think he was more hype than the guy in the game who's running around like flying like an airplane after <laughs> scoring a goal. Like, it was pretty intense. Um, so, it was a really cool experience. Um, I would not, you know, so four days is too damn long, though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way about every con. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's just that I'm old and I don't have the stamina for four days at a con, but it's very rare that a con can hold my attention for that many days. And then the last day I'm not going, I yeah. don't want to be around another crowd of people for like, yeah, I totally hear you. Um, we only go to Emerald City on the weekend. So just Saturday and Sunday. Saturday. Um, PAX, we did. Is this this past year or the year? I don't even remember. <laughs> they all blend together. They all blend together, yeah. But at one point, I think um, I was going to try to do all four days, and I got through Saturday, and I'm like, I know. Yeah. So I stayed home Sunday, and then mm-hmm. I went back on Monday. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it might be getting old. GeekroCon is only a couple days, so it's I can only two. To, yeah, totally get through that one with no problem. Yeah, two is yeah. Even three, yeah. like they do. Uh, Rose City Comic Con here in Portland does um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm. and Friday starts like noon at the earliest. Like I don't even think I think the floor right. is at noon on Friday, and so that feels like. I can do three days of that. It's also a smaller con, so it doesn't have that like mania. Pax always had like a slightly manic. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing about it is like 
I had the advantage of having lots of stuff to do. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. I didn't press, just, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like I had stuff every day. I had appointments mm-hmm. every day I had. And, and when I didn't have appointments, it was like, Oh, well now I get to do the fun stuff. Like mm-hmm. go get my picture taken or, you know, whatever. But like, as a fan, if I was there, like as a casual, like fan, like on vacation, mm-hmm. I really think I would have gotten stressed out trying to find stuff to do. Not that there wasn't a lot, to do mm-hmm. i think the issue is like analysis a little bit of analysis paralysis mm-hmm. um and also like i really don't like waiting in lines yeah, and yeah. i think the issue really comes down to um and and also at pax east and I don't, i'm sure they do it otherwise they don't let you wait in some lines like some right. lines they cap out so it's like yeah, you do, yeah. like no yep. matter how much you want to wait to get into that nintendo booth if you don't get into the line before it caps you're stuck yeah. um and so like get it, being it making it hard to get into the lines is a little brutal. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I think I would have run out of stuff to do that didn't require a super long line. Um, yeah. But fortunately I was, you know, I, I get to, that's a first world problem. Um, yeah. And I had to take advantage of my press status and had tons of appointments and very rarely had to wait for anything. Yeah. Um, much to the people around me's chagrin. I felt real bad sometimes, but whatever. I had work yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. How did you manage that guilt? Nicole, like they just, or was it when you were doing demos on the show floor? Like, how did you deal with that guilt? Or did you all get to do all BCD stuff because you were with IGN? Uh, well, um, the last, well, E3 is a little different, you know, but um, PAX, I didn't do, um, a time. I didn't go to PAX. Did I go to PAX with IGN? Yes, I, I did. Know. Because <laughs> we did a girl fight panel. So yes, I definitely did. But I think I just went for that panel. Like I wasn't assigned to do any work. So E3 was the one where I did the work. And basically there's some waiting in line at E3, but it's still kind of like mostly press appointments. So um Yeah. Yeah. She didn't really have to deal with that. That was this pose made her look like Harry Potter. Okay. Watch. Yes, I see. <laughs> Can you at least let us see? Yeah, right. Apparently, this panda is doing Harry Potter. What did you have to do? Lift it up just a little bit higher. Oh my god, that's a cute panda. Yeah, can you make it? I can't see what it's doing. Can you tap on it? No, it's already. Oh, well, did you? It does. It looks like Harry Potter. How did you get it to say mischief managed? All you have to do is tap on. All you have to do is tap on the cookie. Tap on the cookie. But it will. It, it, it will only do it one time. Oh, okay. Oh, because mischief is only manage one. Right. Yeah. Right. Go upstairs. Okay. All right. Let's go, honey. Now you both had right. visits. Now I miss my girl. <laughs> well. Maggie, Maggie, oh, man. get upstairs. <laughs> get <out of> here. <laughs> get <out of> here. <laughs> she, I, I, she's so she's not supposed to bother me, and she comes over. Oh, Maggie. Like, <laughs> oh, Patty. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, those are the cro- no guys. Those are the crocodilist of crocodiles. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. 
Oh, yeah. She can't. No, she should. She's going to be fine because on Friday. We're live streaming her open 70 Hearthstone packs. <laughs> nice. So she can't. And that's all she wants to do is open Hearthstone packs. So she's opening. We're opening 70 of them. 76 of them, actually, <laughs> on Friday. So she can chill out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to. I know. It's going to take so, so much time. Did I you pre-order up, it? Yeah, you pre-order I did it? It? It's hard to say no to 70 packs. Yeah, I've got 74 now because um, I got some extras from, I don't know if you've been playing recently, but they were giving you a pack every time you completed a quest. It wasn't yeah, Maggie, all the- op- Maggie opens all the ones that are not from the new set. She oh, opens okay. all of my packs now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but some of the really ones I got luck, were the, from the new set. And then I've got, I think, 1,300, 1,400 gold saved up. So I'll buy packs with those too. Uh, once it drops, so it just drops, um, by the way, in case you don't know, on April 12th, which means when you hear this, it will have uh, it will have happened. So, you know, if you were waiting to go uh, jump in until it was actually out, it will be out by the time you hear this. So, yeah, and, fun and you can that. go to my Facebook page and watch and probably right around the time this publishes, go watch my daughter um, open 70 packs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm actually thinking about doing is doing a a giveaway where I have people guess how many packs she'll do before she says I'm done. <laughs> kind of have like a pool and then maybe give away a prize. <laughs> Cuz there's no way she's going to make I mean, do you guys think it's even possible she'll make it through 70? No. It's it's hard. It was hard for me to make it through seventy when I did whispers to the old gods. I didn't. I bought a pack like that at one point, and I opened like ten at a time because I got more. And so yeah, yeah. I try. I'm going to try to open them as much as possible because they do this thing where I don't know if it's just for the the previous sets, but they do like double dust um, for some of the stuff. So if you disenchant um, within a certain period of time, you get extra dust. But I think that's just from the previous packs. I don't know. We can ask Steve Lubitz. He knows the deal on that. Because um, he, yeah, I'm, he yeah, took well, me he, off the last he's time. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. he, um, well, he'll be telling us. I'm, um, yeah. I kind of just want to get it. I'm going to try and get it all done because mm-hmm. I'm less worried about opening the packs <clears throat> as I am going through and dusting all of my stuff that is now wild. Right. Um. Because Steve Lubitz actually wrote an article that was a guide to what you can dust that you'll never need to worry about for wild. Mm. If you were curious, mm. so anybody that's playing, if you're playing Hearthstone and you're you know thinking about the transition and you maybe eventually might want to play wild, it will tell you um, what cards you might own from those sets that are worth keeping and which ones you can safely get rid of. Mm. Um, and I think that's a pretty neat idea. So I'm going to be paying attention to that at least slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the rest of it is just gone. And then I have no idea what I'm going to do. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on how many things I open with my 70 packs. Um, but I already have like 1800 dust because I've been saving that up. Yeah. So whatever legendary I want that I don't open in my 70 packs, I will be buying. Um, and all, all 135 cards have been spoiled already. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. And I'm happy. And I, not only did I have a, uh, a, um, Hearthstone spoiler season. I have a magic spoiler season. <laughs> I'm just like cards everywhere. <laughs> and 
and Magic is going back to Dominaria, which is the original plane from when the game first came out. So it's all like the old stuff and the old guys. And it's like remembering card names from when I was like, you know, like 15, 20 years ago. It's crazy. So I have had a great collectible card game couple of weeks because it's like every day I see a new card and I'm like, that looks awesome. What game is that for? Oh, so it's like, that's been my that's me and my brother basically the whole time. Wow. Yeah, dude, basically nonstop, just dude. dude. <laughs> because you guys um, know I am the hype monster, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So, um, if you're jumping into Hearthstone with a new expansion, let us know what you think of it. You can email us at geekingmoms at gmail.com. I tell uh, you to pre order it, yeah. Well, it's too late by the time you listen to this, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what other game stuff is going on. Spyro the Dragon is getting an HD remaster, three of the yeah, games, which is going to be coming to PS4 and Xbox One uh, in September. Am I right? Mm-hmm. September? Uh, September 21st. Yep. Yes. Um, so I played the first Spyro back in the day. I wasn't very good at it because I just wasn't good at 3D games. Well, because you also didn't, you know, because you didn't care to be. Like, it's not be your best. You know what I mean? Like, you'll get yeah. it. If you wanted right. to, if you, you could have yeah. gotten better yeah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's cool. It's a dragon. You know, dragons are my thing. I mean, you will own this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. How could you not? Anna, Anna will want to play it. Yeah, I was sure. going to say, you're having a dragon-themed birthday party for somebody with yeah. 5 million eggs you made by hand. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is a really big deal. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I actually think... Um, so, like, Crash Bandicoot coming back was cool for nostalgia purposes. Right. But, like... Crash Bandicoot games aren't great, mm. right? Like, fundamentally, they are products of their time, and no, you, no matter how much you remake them, they're the thing that made them cool is just not cool anymore, really. Right? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, I'm running towards the camera. That's actually garbage now. Like, we don't want that. We don't want the camera to follow <laughs> people. So, um, but Spyro, um, is like a 3D platformer, yeah. like with a dra- with like a cool baby dragon. Like, there's no there's no limitations holding it back, right? Like the, the, it is a gameplay genre that has actually improved. Whereas Crash Bandicoot was its thing and it didn't improve. It stopped. Mm. Like they stopped making 2d platformers forever. And, but 3d games have continued to get better. Camera work has gotten better, etc. So yeah. um, my hope is that Vicarious Visions will uh, have kind of given it a loving more than just a new coat of paint and like really applied modern design sensibilities to it. Um, And if they did, then we're in for a treat. I mean, and beyond that 40 bucks for three games, I mean, Mm -hmm. and three games that are absolutely going to be great for kids. This is going to be one of the top games on my holiday gift guides on every platform. Actually, Toys for Bob that's doing. Oh, is it Toys for Bob that's doing this one? Bob, yeah, which is actually cool because those are the guys that um, did Skylanders, and that was when Spyro's first like. That's right. You're right. Coming back was in the first um, Skylanders. Vicarious Visions did uh, Crash. Yeah. Yeah. So I said it wrong. So good. Good. uh, Good correction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just let's go back and just sub. Let's just hope that Toys for Bob does more than just give it a new coat of paint. Yeah, and I think they will. Because um, they so. seem, you know, um, I think I've probably said this before, but when as an IGN, I got to see 
uh, I did an appointment with uh, with them about Skylanders before Skylanders was announced. And their sort of whole selling point was like, hey, it's Spyro. And you're going to be able to use Spyro in this thing. And Spyro, Spyro, and Spyro ended up being not that important of an element in it. So I'm, you know, they definitely love Spyro. So hopefully it'll turn out fine. Of course, the original games were developed by Insomniac, uh, which is cool. But this gives us a nice segue to some Insomniac games currently developed. Uh, what? <laughs> um, wait, I was you know on what? a roll there. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. You know what? Never mind. Continue your segue. <laughs> um, I have. There's breaking news that I want to share when you're done. Okay. So Insomniac has currently been working on Spider-Man for the PS4. We recently just got all the details about that. That is coming in September as well. And September is turning into a very popular month <laughs> for everything. So September 7th is when that's going to be hitting. Um, and I'm looking at a story on games radar. There's going to be, they, they, they just revealed a bunch of stuff um, about how the gameplay is going to work and all that great stuff. So um, it's going to be uh, game informers may cover story. So if you still look at game informer, you can look out for the may cover story and like read me. all about it. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, there's also um, it's their entire month of coverage on Game Informer. Like every day, um, they have a new like video or article coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that they published yesterday, which will be Monday um, this week, was all about the focus and the effort that they put into perfecting his web swinging. Mm. Because the, I mean, as anyone who has played a Spider-Man game um, will tell you, like you got to get the web swinging right. Um, yeah. And it looks like they did. Yeah. I mean, obviously I haven't played it. Um, we will hopefully be able to play it at E3 now mm-hmm. that it's going to be coming out in September. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I'm definitely yeah. going to fight to get my hands on that. Um, <clears throat> but the, um, but they, it really feels like they got the web swinging. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a big surprise though, because they've done swinging things in their previous games. Like it's not all about the swinging, but there was swinging in Ratchet and Clank. There was swinging in Sunset Overdrive. So, I mean, you knew off the bat that they know at least how to do that, you know, fundamentally, how well they would do it is different, but true. But the level was... of attention, the video goes into it in great detail and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty stoked. Cool. Cool. So yeah, so that's September, Spyro September, Tomb Raider September. Yeah. Holidays. Everybody's trying to get out in front. Right. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's that's my game news, Stephen. What was the breaking news that you wanted to um, talk about? 19 games um were just announced uh for xbox original uh, for original xbox game um backwards compatibility on xbox one. Oh, cool so we got blinks the time sweeper breakdown conquer live and reloaded the elder scrolls 3 morrowind hunter mm. the reckoning jade empire y'all remember jade empire mm-hmm. xbox one game bethesda um yeah. it's basically like kind of skyrim-y but with with kung fu yeah um that's hype um and then SSX3, which quietly is a really freaking good game. Like, I actually just bought it on Amazon. Like, literally right now, 
while you were talking about Spider-Man, I just went and bought SSX three on the Xbox, uh, original Xbox. Um, and then that's coming on April 17th. And then another wave, uh, destroy all humans, full spectrum warrior mercenaries, playground of destruction, MX unleashed Panzer elite action fields of glory is coming to Europe. And then a whole bunch of star Wars games, um, are, um, coming for, and they are Xbox compatible, um, or original Xbox backwards compatibility. Other note, um, Red Dead Redemption for Xbox 360 was given Xbox One X support. So if you happen to be one of those people that has an Xbox One X and a 4K TV, uh, you can now go back and play your uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 in a glorious 4K. Um, Which the the fact that they're giving 4K updates to their Xbox 360 games, I think is a pretty rad thing. Yeah. Um, You know, like it's not going to affect the huge, you know, the majority of the population right now, but it really does to me show their, that they're actually living up to their promise of trying to, you know, kind of keep their older games relevant um, and making it so the Xbox is everything. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we had Red Dead Redemption on PlayStation three. We didn't get it on three sixty, So I can't test that on my TV. Okay, but anyhow, it's like twenty dollars. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. But a God of War is coming up. I only have so much time to play my games and God of War. I'm just is saying coming, it's so. like I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's twenty bucks. So I mean, for those people that are there, are other people that might be in the same boat. They're like, oh man, I bought it on the wrong thing. Well, it's twenty dollars, and twenty dollars yeah. really isn't that bad. Yeah, but you're right. God of War is coming, and so are them Nintendo Labos. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that was breaking news. Um, It literally was, it just happened minutes ago. Okay. Recording. All right. Cool. Um, Just a quick announcement. Okay. The Mega Man X and X2 Legacy Collections have a release date now. Mm -hmm. um, And they are coming to um, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch and PC. Um. And it's two games, um, and they're coming, yeah, July 24th. Um, they have a high-resolution filter. Like, there's all sorts of really cool things that they have added to this. Um, the Mega Man X collection is bananas. Um, and the fact that it's two different collections, that's kind of stinks, because, you know, it makes it a little bit more expensive. But if you liked Mega Man X, and maybe you missed out on all the other Mega Man X games, because there were a million of them, um... And they, you know, some of them came out on consoles that people didn't have, things like that. Just roll with it because there's X through, there's eight of them. So I think this is actually really excited. I'm buying both of them on the Switch. Probably not at the same time because that's a little stupid. Um, But, um, and the general will kill me. But that is an announcement um, that is (laughs) kind of neat. Um, Yeah. So I feel like we need to talk about Fortnite because it's like the biggest thing ever, um, at least right now. <laughs> and because uh, like, I, I don't know, I have anything to say about it because I haven't played it, but I'm seeing it everywhere. So I feel like if we're not mm-hmm. talking about it, then we're totally missing something. Um, so Stephen, have you played it? Yes. You have. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wanted... I wanted to download it because I saw it was like the thing and I'm like, oh, I should yeah. go. And I'm like, no, nah, I have too much work to do right now. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, I so... jump into something kids can't stop playing at school. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, so we're grownups. <laughs> um, 
it's yeah, not sometimes. that great. I mean, I'm just gonna be real, guys. It's not that great. I mean, it's cool, mm-hmm. but it's not like that great. Like, it's not gonna change the universe. Um, for for grownups. Um, so. <laughs> Um, my oldest has played too. He is actually not allowed to play. My wife uh, frowns upon it. Uh, she actually, um, it's really the first time that like I've been like, yeah, okay, play. And my wife has been like, nah. Hmm. Um, Why but is I am, that? So um, to, to make it clear to all those wondering, I am respecting my wife's wishes and he is not playing that. Um, her reasoning for it is pretty straightforward. She doesn't have a problem with the fact that it's, um, she she's happy that it is cartoonish violence. Mm-hmm. However, um, she does not like free for all violence um, mm-hmm. because it really is just a hundred people dropped on an island and you have to kill everybody, etc. Et mm-hmm. Okay. So, like for example, in Destiny, you are a hero and you are trying to defeat. Um, you are trying to defeat irrevocably, unquestionably, unambiguously evil monster things. Um. And so you're a hero and it's a little gross, but you're shooting aliens that want to like, you know, enslave mankind. That's okay. When you're playing Overwatch, it's, you know, you're playing a team sport and Mm. there are, you know, it's the Avengers because she wouldn't have a problem with a shooter if they were Avengers characters. There's context there. She really just doesn't like um, the idea of, um, and I, I tried to argue and I'm like, well, what about the hunger games? You know, cause she's like, you know, that kind of survival thing. And she's like in the hunger games, blah 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 theme and blah 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 you're trying to overthrow the government and blah 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 and i was like yeah you're right i got nothing sorry i have you (laughs) um you know so that's really what it comes down to i mean it is a very cool and very neat engaging loop um games are fast if you die you just leave and log back into another one unless you want to watch to see who wins Mm -hmm. um it is simple to control um it is so much smoother than PUBG. Um, like the thing is, it came. It was a fast follow to PUBG, mm-hmm. um, but it's a polished experience because it's made by Epic Games. Oh yeah. Like, whereas PUBG is made by a dude who modded like Arma something. You know what I mean? Right. Like at the end of the day, PUBG is a mod. Now, I'm not saying people can't have fun with it, and it, it sounds great. You know, and the few games I've played have been awesome, but it's it's a mod of another game made by people who have become professional game designers kind of by accident. Whereas yeah. Epic is freaking Epic. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they make real games and have made real games for a long time. So, um, but the fact that they made this really engaging loop, uh, then they put it on phones. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem that we are running into, um, my wife is a, a uh, secretary for a high school um, where if you use your cell phone in, uh, inappropriately, they confiscate it until the end of the day. They have had to confiscate more phones within the last handful of weeks than they did the entire remainder of the school year preceding it. Um, wow. Because kids yeah. are playing it under their desks. They're playing it in the hallways. They're late to class because they're messing around. And um, and Evan, who is 12 and in middle school, has said that more than a few kids in school are playing with their with it on silent with their phone under their desk messing around and at his school um you can you know they'll take the phone and keep it for a very long time yeah and mm-hmm. um and if they don't and if parents object to that which many of them do um they actually hand out suspensions for using the phone at his school mm-hmm. so wow. like they yeah. don't mess around these kids are risking suspension to play this video game um that does not mean that I think that everybody that's playing is is addicted. Thank you very much. Um, I talk, but uh, I do think that a lot of people are caught up in the fact that everybody's playing. It is like the Zeke Geist right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, that, there's a lot of kids that 
you know, haven't played a lot of games that are just in on Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, I did a PSA video on my website and I ended up getting some like 4,000 views um, because people were very curious about it. Uh, if I may recommend, if your kid has a phone, look on it and see if Fortnite's on it. And if it is, maybe have a discussion with them about the appropriateness of playing video games at school um, during class. Um, I'm not here to tell y'all what to do. Your mm-hmm. parents, you know your kids better than me. If you trust that they're not going to do it, um, don't. But what you do about that is up to you, as I say all the time. I'm not a parenting expert. I'm just a parent that is a gaming expert. Um, so Fortnite, it's crazy. And it's going to keep going. I mean, this is it is not slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, and it's, so just be aware of it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's a thing. I mean, Pokemon Go was as big of a phenomenon last year. The difference mm-hmm. is because a lot of people are like, well, Pokemon Go, you know, whatever. And kids didn't mess around in school with that because schools weren't Pokestops. Right. Exactly. If yeah. schools were Pokestops, forget about it. Yeah. So like <laughs> Niantic had already made the decision before Pokemon Go even came out. We're just not going to make schools places where portals go. We're just not going to mess with schools. So they knew it was a school and what was not. Mm-hmm. So, um, they they did the same thing with Pokemon because they just were smart. Yeah. This game, it's not like they're not thinking about it. It's that this game isn't location-based. It's you're playing a DS game basically on your phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it works perfectly. Fortnite on the phone is miraculous in the way that it does it. Like you get you see footsteps on the screen in the direction that people are running at you so that you mm-hmm. can play it on silent. Like little touches like that. That's like Nintendo level polish mm. and they put this on a mobile game for a free to play game. Yeah. Um so it's crazy. We're just be vigilant, you know. Yeah. Talk to talk to your children about the things they do with their devices. Yes. A, do that anyway. Do that yep. anyway. Definitely. But especially do it now so they don't get their phone taken away from them at school and then you yeah. can't text them and you freak out because your kid's not responding to their texts. Think of how you, your uh level of panic when your kid doesn't respond to their text messages while they're at school. Mm. Just yeah. don't make it so they don't get it taken away. I, I'm just throwing it out there. Just making a suggestion. You know, you know what, guys? Oh, so that's yeah. Fortnite. I mean, it's okay. fun. It's neat. Okay. I'm trying. I'm working on a parent. See, the thing is, I'm working on a parent's perspective video for my YouTube channel because, of course, oh, I am. Right. Um, and here's my issue. Like, I don't want to play it. <laughs> okay. Like, I just don't. So, like, I have to find the motivation to hook up all my streaming stuff and go in and do the capture or whatever. And then I have to play that game for, like, an hour. And I, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly – and it's a perfectly acceptable video game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But So, anyway. I'll just Fortnite. say, Stephen, at one point I had to play um, Babysitting Mama because I had no choice. So – yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you have to play it with the with the with the with the baby? Yes. That was the way you had to play it. It was a oh god, it was the most terrible was, game. So because you worked the, at IGN when they had their we must review everything policy? Yes. And oh. I also was sort of in charge of the uh the what they play um site, which was aimed at parents. And that's more who I was playing it for than it was IGN. The the bad game I played for IGN was Kung Fu Panda 2. I had to play all the way through that thing. That was 
a nightmare, but not as much of a nightmare as babysitting mama, because one of the problems was that the motion controls were not great. And so there's one of the things where you're supposed to do where you have to rock the baby, but the game did not recognize that you were moving the baby when you were doing it in a soothing rocking motion. Uh -oh. You had to like shake this baby to get it to recognize it. It was just terrible. I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. Here's the thing. I wish that that happened after the pivot to like the pivot to video because I want to see a video of Nicole Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> shaking the baby just trying to make it play. Yeah. Yeah, there is a video of me playing iPet. If you're curious to watch that. <laughs> oh, I, I am. I remember. Is it on YouTube? Let's go. Look. Uh, uh, you probably won't find it on YouTube unless IGN put all their videos there. But it's definitely on IGN. You can find it. And at one point, I was talking about one of the God of Wars on PSP. And so, like, I just grabbed the IGN link, like, without looking. And it turned out it was my review of the game. I'm like, I'm really not trying to self promote here. I had no idea that that's what it was going to feed you to. So, <laughs> you know, I, got, I got, I found your review. Yeah. Um, but it's only written. There's no video on this. It makes me sad. Oh. What? The oh, the babysitting mom? No, the, no, there was no video. The iPad there was no video about the, that. The iPad thing. Oh, the iPad. Yeah, there's a video review. I don't know. Well, Maybe I'll have to look, I'll have to go find it. Yeah. Because I because I want because um, I want to see because <laughs> now I'm amused. But anyway. <laughs> Listen, we we both have had to play some hot garbage in order to view it. Listen, I had to play I had to play the Turbo the Snail game, okay? Nothing on <laughs> earth is worse than the Turbo the Snail game. Do you Maybe, do, I don't know, I'm babysitting my <laughs> Dude, listen. Let me tell you, Turbo the Snail, which is a game about which is a movie about about Turbo right, the, yeah. the Snail who falls into a pit of nitrous oxide and gets real fast and races yeah. the Indy 500, you would think that would and be... And it has Samuel L. Jackson in it as the voice of a snail, which is just brilliant. Which is amazing. <laughs> um, so that game, um, you would think that that would be a kart racer, right? Uh-huh. Right? Because you think it'd be a racing game? Yeah. No. Do you know what it was? <laughs> you think it was an inadequate, half-baked Tony Hawk pro skater ripoff. Okay. Why? I don't know. They had a cast of goofy snails that could all go really fast and had their eyeballs were headlights. And yeah. they decided to make a Tony Hawk game instead of just making a halfway competent kart racer. Wow. Wow. You know, I shouldn't say anything bad about iPad. I actually liked iPad. Oh, you we did? got it for here your, at home. Yeah. yeah it was your, fun. your review was positive. Yeah, it was fun. I'm not uh, saying that. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up. I don't even know. The babysitting mama, definitely the worst thing I have ever played. It made me uncomfortable having to shake. Yeah, no kidding. Even though it was just a doll. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Shake a baby like that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You were still Anyhow. shaking a baby. Yeah. I was still shaking a baby. Yeah. Movies and TV. So I just found this today. I guess it happened um, a little while ago. But the creators of Westworld have brilliantly trolled everybody. <laughs> um, they said that they were trying to head off spoilers. And so they're going to give you this, this video that's going to tell you about all the season. If you want to watch it, great. But they, they were hoping that that was just going to stop people from 
uh, I don't know. Trying to illegally theories. download episodes yeah, ahead of time. What like, happens yeah. with Game of Thrones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. or writing up theories or mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But <laughs> this video. <laughs> I haven't seen this. I <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch all of it. It's like 25 minutes long. Um, yeah. But it starts like it seems like it's the real deal that it's going to be telling you the, you know, sort of the plot. Because it starts with Bernard and you know, right. goes through some of the stuff. And then right. all of a sudden it changes into um, the actress that plays Dolores. I don't know what her name is. Uh, singing, never going to give you up <laughs> with the other. What's uh, I don't even remember the name of the other actress playing the piano. Um, one of the other, um, the, the prostitute actresses. Oh yeah. Oh, and then they sing through that. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then it was cut to an image of a dog <laughs> sitting in front of a piano. I didn't watch it past that. But it's just, it's just it's brilliant. Just totally. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Yeah. Um, so if you want some, some humor, <laughs> you can check that oh, out. It actually has a, a pause in it where it says in text, Dear Reddit, from all of us here at Westworld, right. thanks for yes. watching. We hope you yeah. enjoy season two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, that's evil, though. It. What, that they yeah. rickrolled everybody? Yeah, that they rickrolled, like, the entire community. Polygon yeah. wrote an article that said that the rickroll is now over because it was used by a promotional like that. Yeah. And they're like, now you've material. officially killed the rickroll. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I get it. <laughs> um, so Westworld Season 2 comes on April 22nd. Yes, it's very soon. So you'll be seeing lots about that on the Geek yes. Embassy. Yes. Um, we'll be doing a watches, which yes. I, I will be part of. Yeah, I suppose up to Dante now. Um, yeah, he just gets to be tortured with some things he doesn't want to watch. So. Does he not like Westworld? Either? I don't think he's seen Westworld. No, oh, but okay. I, both because there's Westworld and The Handmaid's Tale start oh, yeah. within two days of each other, and we want to cover both of them. So. <laughs> he hasn't watched either of them. Sunday's the new host for the Geek Embassy Watches, by the way, if you're wondering why we're joking about yeah. this. So he's going to, yeah. I already told him he doesn't have to watch everything that he hosts for. He can still like moderate when he yeah. hasn't watched it if he wants. So that might be yeah. the case with those two because I don't think he's yeah. going to go in and watch season one <laughs> of um, The Handmaid's Tale because it's definitely not of interest to him. <laughs> Uh, all right, so in movie news, there is a new trailer for Solo released this week. Uh, two minute, two minutes and something long trailer. Yep. Still looks cool. Very excited for it. Um, we learn, or spoiler, spoiler, you know, if you don't want to hear anything, but we learn that Chewbacca is a hundred and what is it, 94 90. or 92? 190, 190 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. <laughs> yes. Because I don't think you ever know anything about him ever. Nope. And there was a there was a shot in there too. It looks like of him like hugging is he hugging another Wookiee? It was hard for me to 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 make it out. Like I, I don't sure. know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe not. Um uh, I thought it was a lady Wookiee. Yeah, a that's wo- what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. As you will. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That's what I meant. Um so so yeah, interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we we have a book of um a, like a kids book, a kids Star Wars book that a friend of mine picked up that has a 
interactive R2-D2 on it. Uh-huh. Um, and in that book is actually Chewbacca and Chewbacca's wife. And I can't mm. remember what her name was. Um, so perhaps that's cool. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. coming out May 25th. Tickets are not on sale yet. Because I, I just checked it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to sneak up on me. Like Wonder Woman right. almost did. Like yeah. I was at one day I was like, hey. It's only a couple away. I wonder if Wonder Woman tickets are on sale. Guess what? Yes, they were. Right. I was like, holy crap. Let yeah. me get those. Luckily, you right know, now. nobody else was on to it or other. And so I got great yeah. seats in the Dolby Theater. Um, so awesome. um, so I'm on the Fandango alert. So hopefully uh, <laughs> oh, that will help things out. Um, I can't imagine they won't go on sale here pretty soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, if you want to go see it, if you don't, then don't care. Um, but, uh, recent movie, this is, it's a nice segue between movies and books. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, recently ready player one came out, uh, as a movie, all three of us have read the book. Steven, you didn't get to see the movie yet, right? Not yet. No, I'm going to see it when it comes to Blu-ray. Oh, that's sad. Only because the, like the final scene is worthy of a big screen. Yes, I my you know what I'll just sit closer to my TV. Um, okay. I just I, not the same. <laughs> yeah, there are a few, there are definitely a few things in there, Stephen, that you yeah. will really appreciate um, personally. So we I'm did sure. a large conversation about this last night. Yes. Um, with the Geek Embassy, um, in which we were supposed to not talk about not the, the book. book. <laughs> that didn't go over <laughs> at all. <laughs> Poor Dante. He's like, let's not just compare it to the book, and I'm like, okay. I know when he said that, I'm like, what? I, I, <laughs> how do you do this? I know. How do I, how do I, I can't, like, I can't separate. Not talk about did that. You say, did you say, son, do you know who you're talking to? You- <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did put a note in. I'm like, I have some things I have to talk about with the book. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah. he was forewarned. <laughs> yeah. So spoiler, spoiler alerts for this. Spoiler, yes. spoiler alert. I said it on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, this should have said inspired by yes. the novel and not based upon because there's lots and lots and lots. That's very so, different. It is so very different. Loose. Yeah. It's okay. so, it's so I mean, loose. I think based upon, uh, based on and inspired by are synonyms. No, I think. no, I think they no. are. I think inspired by is more like you, you you kind of have a vague idea of what the original is, and then you yeah. go in your own direction. direction. Like more creative license. That's what yeah. they did with this. this yeah. Like so basic structure of the story and then changed everything. Else. It's like they <laughs> took the bread of the sandwich and yeah. changed all the meat and all the condiments and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> they but made it from a cheeseburger into a uh, corned beef. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. But they're still sandwiches. I get what you're saying. I'm arguing semantics and I haven't right. seen it and don't care to. So um, <laughs> I just think, you know. Yeah. Um, that said, it was okay for, for what it was. I thought, you know, yeah. when I came out of the theater, I was like, man, you know, this stuff was different. But then I sort of, it was like a day after I kind of stepped back and thought about what was in the book and how that just would not have worked. No, that's, I, I came to the same conclusion when I went in yeah. because I had seen your tweets about it and I was like, okay, I'm always attempt to be prepared for 
books not being like the movies. So I always yeah. kind of go in with that perspective. But then when we walked out and we were talking about how we kind of missed some of what was in the original, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but like the whole first challenge was him finding a, you know, a molehill literally right. in the middle of nowhere that a game yes. was, un you know, underground. Like it just yeah. wouldn't have shot well. A lot of it wouldn't have really. Came, yeah. You, you know. couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah film people playing mm -hmm. joust or exactly i mean and so much of the yeah. of the book was about playing games right um which is why like i think it sort of uh, it shifted the focus of it and, and i said this last night not so much nerd culture but pop culture yeah because the you know the first two challenges mm -hmm. dealt with back to the future and the shining mm -hmm. and there's nothing nerd culture about either of those at all <laughs> at all <laughs> i was yeah. yeah, way, way too mainstream. Yeah, you can listen to us talk at length about our complaints and, you know, our feelings. And, you know, and it wasn't yeah. bad. I don't think we really had bad feelings about it necessarily. Yeah. But you can listen to the episode and uh, watch a short video we have on it on the Geek Embassy that'll be out by the time this episode comes out, too. So yeah, um, one of the things that that's that's funny is I know you see, I didn't have a problem with the way character in the book. I know lots of you guys thought that he was just annoying. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have a problem with him, but Isaac, okay. Isaac doesn't read, <laughs> but he's Neither does looking, Chris. looking at, it. Looking at the it? information. Cause I, when we came out of the movie theater, I was like, this plot is really different. Right. And I was trying to, you know, explain some of the aspects of it. So he was looking stuff up online about, you know, the stuff that was different, what happened. And he's like, right. man, that Wade character sounds so much more interesting in the book. I'm like, yeah, I know. He was yeah. much more capable in the book. Like, I forgot to say this last night, but he in, he kind of feels like Harry Potter. Yes, you know? like, that's like exactly he, what he felt like. The lucky guy who's surrounded by talented people. People, yeah. yeah. Like, he got, he got lucky and, like, found out the first thing, but then yep. everybody else had to do it for him. So, yep. Yep. Uh, And I'm sure that, like, the whole team play aspect was something that they were... I'm yeah. um, trying to focus on because that was and it didn't end up being a focus at the end of the book um, was having people work together. Um, but yeah, so much different. So much different. And, and the, it's the, okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was it's all right. Still, it still stands on its own as a, as a, as a sandwich. It's still sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Still, if you are interested in it, even remotely, see it in the theater, even if you wait for it to go to the cheap theater, because yeah. that final battle to get the final key to win is worthy of the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, the one with me though, was like when he, um, when they met in real life, if you've read the book, you know that they don't all meet in real life until the very end in the last scene of the mm -hmm. book. Yeah, exactly. The very, very end of everything. Very, very end of, I mean, this is the absolute last scene. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't looked yep. at it recently uh -huh. is when Wade meets Artemis. <laughs> in yep. real life and that happens like halfway through the movie when that happened i was like yep. what why am i getting the end of the book right now <laughs> yep uh it kept it did keep the spirit it was very pretty um yes the animation was very well done yeah uh, it was yeah and at the yeah. end of the day the movie was gonna succeed or fail based on that and yeah for sure really, it was really really well done yeah. so yeah um, so yeah, I think it's definitely seeing, we're seeing, I, I don't know if I would say theater. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very picky about what I go to see in the theater. I mean, I, I get that. Had, had I heard 
someone talking, someone that I trusted telling me about all the differences between this movie and the book, I probably would have skipped it in the theater, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's Ready Player One. If anybody's seen it, let us know. Email geekingwithmoms gmail.com. Books and comics. For my birthday, my birthday was last week. Um, I got lots of great presents. One of them was uh, a book called Leia, the Princess of Alderaan, which is from the Star Wars Expanded Universe um, books, which I've never read any. And Isaacs was like, hey, you've never read any of these. Maybe you should, you know, try one. Um, and it's cool. I'm really liking it so far because it starts when like Leia is 16 and like when oh, she's that's really cool. just starting to. Yeah you know, come into her own. The rebellion mm -hmm. is just starting. And it's funny because there's lots of um, references to The Last Jedi because uh, we see her meet Holdo, uh, ah. yeah, which is nice. And she goes to Crate, the, uh, the, salty, the salty planet with the red. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and finds basically the first rebel hideout there oh. on Crate. So I was like, oh, wow. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I'm about, I don't know, halfway through it. Cool. Maybe. So So that's cool. Are you guys reading anything? I just right started now, nothing. Right now. Yeah, you're doing, you're recovering from Pax right. East. Um, I just started a book by um, a friend of mine, um, an author. Her name is um, AC Weston, and it's called She is the End. Mm -hmm. And it's a fantasy um, story about a tyrant queen and uh, space witches and all kinds of crazy madness mm -hmm. stuff going on. And it's super fun. I just started it. So I'm just in the very beginning. But yeah, um, you should check it out. Yeah. The other cool. cool, the other cool books that I got, I got two Game of Thrones related books. I got one of the, uh, uh, there were three novellas that George R. R. Martin wrote because he wants to write everything else except for the end of Song of, of Ice and Fire. Um, but it's about... Waiting for. <laughs> it's about um, uh, Sir Duncan the Tall, which we hear mentioned. Like, people tell stories about him. So that's what this book is about. But then also I got this this crazy... I can't reach it from here, so hold on. I'll show you guys this, this massive tome. <sighs> Of a history book. Oh my goodness. So I am going to be such a Game of Thrones expert after reading this thing. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, oh, so for those that are listening, because yeah, obviously we're not broadcasting this, I want to point out that this book is bigger than Nicole. Yeah. She's, <laughs> and she's struggling she's to hold it up so we can see it. That is a coffee table book table book sized monstrosity <laughs> struggling to hold it aloft yeah. uh, I've started reading it too and it's 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 really good um, it's got for I guess we should say this it's called the world of ice and fire mm -hmm. um, and uh, you learn a lot of I mean there's stuff that you hear here and there and stuff that I um you know, not only that you hear in the in the television show, but then you get more detail in the books. But this goes into even more detail here, and it's written like it's um it's like a, a scroll that's being written by a maester. So he's like you know doing his historical accounting, and at the on the first page, it's really hilarious because he's like writing this letter like to the king about this book that he's sending him, and it says it says Tommen. 
But underneath of that, you can see where Joffrey was erased. And underneath of that, you can see where Robert was erased. <laughs> wow, that's a... That's just crazy funny right there. Yeah, I know. Was, when I saw that, I was that's, like, oh, my God. Regina, literally uncontrollable laughter from my side of the television. <laughs> like, I'm about to pass out. I'm glad you're sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that, like, so let's imagine for a minute that that was, like, that that book that she was holding. Let's just pretend that it was, like, just a regular book to scale and just imagine how like tiny that makes Nicole. That makes her like, you know, <laughs> I'm I just saying that. Say, let's imagine that was the shaken baby game. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I just super amused by it. The whole thing. Just pick this giant thing up and shake it. So. The other thing though, this has beautiful art in it, by the way. So it's almost worth it just for the art, but one of the things I came across very quickly, um, which I have been begging for in the show, Regina knows I've been begging for this. Can you see them? Yeah. Ice, ice spiders. spiders. <laughs> ice spiders with a white walker riding one. So, um, Dan, I really hope they do that in the show. <laughs> oh, well, they're taking their sweet time till we get I it. Know, so, like, another year. God. Because they keep mentioning that, mentioning ice spiders. I know, you know, you know, like in the in the first not the first episode, but the first season when that crazy old lady is sitting next to Bran after he fell out of the window, and she's like trying to tell him stories, and he's like, "I don't like stories," and she's like, "Well, I know a story about a boy who didn't like stories," and so she goes on, and that character is hilarious, (laughs) but he he says that he likes the scary stories, and so she goes in to talk about the the white walkers Mm -hmm. and with their pale spiders the size of hounds, and then on the hard home episode, the Fen there, I don't remember what his name though. He's like, there are old stories about ice spiders the size of hounds. That's twice. You don't mention things twice in Game of Thrones without delivering on that promise. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Back Speaking of which, I'm supposed to give you a discography, Stephen, um, and I've been thinking about that. But really, I think the only thing that you need to watch is the Hard Home episode, which is episode eight of season five, because that gives you a real look at the White Walkers and what they're capable of. Okay. So that's the one. And that segment is about halfway through. It's like the last half of the episode. So you could probably even skip the first half. Okay. So we've circled from books back to TV. Um, <laughs> They're all connected. Back, back That's the thing. Yeah, back to my favorite topic. And yep. I'll stop now before we get too carried away. Does Dante watch Game of Thrones? No, he's going to have to. <laughs> suffer through those two. <laughs> he didn't really like think about what he was signing up for when he said yes. Nice. By the way. <laughs> one you're either gonna have to go back and watch the entirety of some very long shows, shows or yes. two you're going to have to be very good at being a moderator for things you have not seen or have yes. no interest in actually he knows a lot about game of thrones for somebody yeah. who's never seen it uh-huh. so that's well, so does steven yeah yeah i mean yeah. i know what's happening in general because you have to or you don't understand the internet <laughs> right you know i mean like we talked yeah, about that so many jokes have, like the internet yeah I, I mean, you have to know what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, if he's anything like me, yeah, then 
So, yeah, I just imagine though Stephen Stephen moderating um, <laughs> Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, yeah, I because think I, did a, to... I think I did a pretty good job. Oh, you mean when we recorded one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I guess you did. You did. You you didn't get too negative. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I guess you did. <laughs> if that's not the if that's not the warmest and most loving compliment that Nicole has ever given me, Regina, I don't even know. That's about as good as it gets. Take it while you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I totally am. I mean, okay. that's the yeah. Then you're okay. Ah, alrighty. Um, okay. I love you, Nicole. Oh, I love you too, Stephen. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at geekingmoms. And you can find us on Facebook. Personally, I write for the Geek MSV about Game of Thrones. You find a story from me there every other week. Um, By the time you listen to this, my most recent story will be up. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter personally at NicoleTanner.com. Regina head geek of the Geek Embassy. Uh, so making some changes. We talked yeah. about those. Anything else you want to talk about, Regina? Uh, no, we pretty much plugged the Ready Player One, which will be out this week. <clears throat> yeah. Article coming out um, and new interviews for Game On Girl. So. If cool. you are interested in gender and gaming and have an interesting angle you'd like to talk with me about on Game on Girl, shoot me an email at regina at thegeekembassy.com or hit me up on Twitter at DocLiz with two Zs. Cool. You need to talk to my BFF. Oh, the do- Dr. Rachel? Dr. Rachel yeah, yes. my BFF. Yes. I think that you I would, would love I think to have she would, her on. Yeah. Well, I want to. I, I need to do a few like warm up. Like I haven't done interviews in a while, so I need to do like I want. Oh, you want some people. softballs? Is that I, what you're yes. saying? You I want softballs. To, I want a few softballs, and then I want to build up into like people I really want to talk to. Because there's a podcast um, called um, the Jedi Council. I really want to have them on too. So, mm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steven. So when it? you're ready, I'll get you, Doctor Rachel yes. Coward. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yes. Steven is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com, who I'm assuming is going to have a bunch of content up in the next couple days. I'm sure there probably is a lot up already. There actually isn't any yet. Oh. There isn't any yet (laughs) about PAX because I just got home um, and uh, yesterday was crazy because we actually recorded a board game podcast with a whole bunch of people. I had the family gamers on. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a new co-host, Rob Kalajian of Upon's Perspective. So I have a new co-host for my board gaming episodes. Um, So yes, that is great. Um, So yesterday was a podcasting day. Mm -hmm. Um, And Here's the secret. The secret is Sunday night was also WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was kind of up really late. So I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, cause football season is over. So that means I turned back into a wrestling fan. So now nice. I'm back. So, um, but there will be content coming, um, previews for like 12 to 15 games. Plus, uh, I mean, there's news and stuff that I got to keep going. Um, I would just encourage folks to, 
um, follow us on social media so that when we start doing all of our live streams and my EFG shows and all that other stuff, you will be aware of it. Um, this Friday, I am opening 70 packs of Witchwood with a five-year-old. If you want to see what a five-year-old looks like opening Hearthstone packs for an hour and a half, let's roll with it, folks. <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think we lost Nicole. I think we lost Nicole. She's frozen. But we can just make fun of it because we're recording on your side. Right. <laughs> so we yeah. can just do what we oh, want. Oh, now she's back. Right. Oh, she's back. Man. She's back. I figured it was me because you both looked frozen. So <laughs> It's always that way. If it's just one person, yeah. two people are talking. So, so that's my stuff. Yeah. My ask, however, is to follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com slash EngageFamilyGaming. Um, and if you don't have an Instagram account, that's fine. Just create one and follow me anyway, uh, because I'm getting dangerously close to 1,000 uh, followers. And once I get 1,000 followers, I can put links in my Instagram stories, and that's a big deal. So please uh, help me with that if you are so inclined. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.